Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Anyway, let's go over to the news. Okay, what happens to when Facebook goes down, traffic to the open web soars? Well, I don't know if it soars, but here was the day before, and here's the day it, when Facebook got uh, got bumped or crashed or something. I've seen number, numerous theories on what, what happened. Uh, I'm guessing that all the advertisers decided to pull the plug because it's fraudulent digital marketing. (laughs) But anyway, I don't know if you can barely see that graph, but, you know, so the Facebook outage alone seemed to boost web traffic by 21 percent. And the most dramatic boost was in uh, adult sites. Anyway, that's what I read in the article. I'm not. I couldn't vouch for that. Anyway, Gunderson Direct Holiday Mailer recognized by Summit International Awards and uh, Next Generation Campaign Awards. Okay, receiving recognition. And here's, okay, so why one criticism of the Gunderson mailing is obvious, right? Make the type bigger. I can't read any of it. Just kidding. Just wanted to mention Mike. Uh the more awards you get, the better. Incredible effort and talent at the Gunderson Direct team. And if you, you got three masks, and if you took a picture of yourself and posted it on somewhere on social media, then Gunderson would donate money, and they donated double figures, triple figures, whatever it was. They donated some money to the, um, to the Alameda Food Bank. I think that's what it was. Anyway... I had it highlighted somewhere. But anyway, they donated to charity, so they had engagement. And they had over 100 people posting uh, sites. Okay, a hot commodity. Brands are struggling to hire marketing specialists. I would say almost anybody in direct marketing is a holiday is a, is a uh, marketing specialist. So if you've got that ability, uh, somebody's looking for you. And I would suggest that... Um, I would suggest that you might get in touch with some of the direct marketing um, search firms. There's a couple that I know of. If you want to, if you're looking for work, you may give me a call. I help. I have helped people for decades connect up to the right place. Okay. But um, she said surveillance advertising. Uh, she's considering restricting so-called surveillance advertising by requiring companies to limit the amount of data they collect among consumers. And I think that's probably sensible because, for one thing, most data is worthless. If you wanted to read my book, which, I don't know, it's on the back shelves here someplace, available on Amazon and Kindle and paperback, uh, I argue that it's it's called spinning straw into gold because data is straw. Data is a is a is a refuse product that catches what comes out of an animal. There's almost no value in it, right? And... It's a very great art to turn data into anything valuable because it's a it's filled with caca. And um, but uh, companies indiscriminately collect data. And um, she says that if you get away from the ability to collect everything or think you can collect everything, then um, this paucity paucity of benefits uh would would there, she says there's lots of there's lots of harm but there's almost no benefit to indiscriminate data collection and i think there's a lot of truth in it i've been saying it for literally decades that data is very very hard to make money with almost no one does 
I have repeatedly, but it's partly because I face the fact that we're working with garbage. Uh, um, the data that you're working with wasn't intended for you. It wasn't intended to tell you what I'm like. I didn't intend it. It was not, in general, it was not, it's not usable. And it's not accurate. And, you know, so you've got my browser history. I, I just visited uh, a medical website. And before that, I was on beekeeping. And, you know, I, I'm all over the place. And I know it. And it's a miracle that I can even keep stra straight what I'm interested in. So, uh, so you know, maybe the F FTC is going gonna, is gonna to crack down on that. And that may be the simplest way to handle it. Just say you can't collect... You know, already you're limited in employment data and health data and and some other things. Um, you know, the, the tricky part is that sometimes something happens that so we find a, a piece of data that actually is predictive. Like, for example, the werewolf variable, which I'm uh, I made famous because I don't think anybody else had the <laughs> had the curiosity to build it. And what we found was, in some cases, the the, the com customers that buy during the full moon are worth like double uh, what everybody else is worth. And so that's kind of amazing. Now let's go over to the last one. Very, very interesting article um, from, from well, they mentioned Polly Wong. Um, she said, we're starting to hear we're out of paper. Wong estimates that 100 million catalogs will not be printed this year or reach U.S. homes because of paper shortages. And um, Mary England, who I mentioned earlier, said that they were turning down work because they, while they had good relationships with paper companies because they've been in business for decades, um, you know, if a new company comes to them and says, uh, we, we can't find a printer that has paper, they try to find them another place to go because they're not going to jeopardize their own good customers for a new customer that's there just because they can't find any place else to go. So, you know, it's an, it, it speaks – one of the things it speaks to is to have relationships. To, uh, and I don't mean, you know, that you go out to eat all the time. I mean that to have business relationships, solid trust relationships where you pay your bills and they deliver the goods and – those kind of things that go on forever mean that you'll get paper when other companies won't because they're always shopping around for the best deal. Now, that said, sometimes in past paper shortages, we've been a lot more flexible in the way we bought paper and we were a lot more uh, willing to take, you know, off off press paper or paper that was different. Uh, you know, we, we'd buy a roll of this and a roll of that uh, and... Um, you know, the customer only gets one catalog, more or less, if we can help it. And so they're not comparing the paper, you know, across the run. Uh, so that's an idea if you're, if you really are looking for stuff. There's, there's always paper around somewhere. It just may not be the kind you're looking for. And <clears throat> if you are stuck using two different kinds of paper, I highly recommend that you track it, code it, see if it makes a difference. That's, you know. Turn lemon lemons into lemonade. Um, the catalog woes of retailers are just the latest pandemic fuel disruption. Toilet paper and paper towels, a prized commodity, may again be in short supply. That's just a heads up. Um, but 
here's good news. Lumber futures, which went up to $1,700 per thousand board feet, are now back to 600 and something. So they were up, they were up more than triple, but now they're back down to, to more normal. And I noticed that in the plywood that I was buying. Uh, okay, so, but here was some good stuff. The fire pit company, Brio, which put out its first catalog ever in May after the pandemic, um, the campaign was successful, so the marketing team started to discuss printing a splashy holiday catalog. But the paper shortage helped quash that plan. It's going to send postcards instead, which is an alternative. You know, you you might put out a postcard that says, you know, here's a picture of the catalog we wanted to send you, but there's no paper. <coughs> so, you know, here's a QR code to our online version. And we regret the inconvenience. We know you love the catalog. Um, and, you know, maybe here's the $5 off or something uh, because we didn't have to put it in the mail so we can send it to you. All good ideas. Interesting. Um, consumers could once buy entire houses from the Sears catalog. Demand for paper, though, has been declining in an increasingly digital world. Um, so a lot of paper mills changed course. However, it turns out that Amazon, for example, has a toy catalog and, um, you know, physical mail is almost a novelty. And so it breaks through the clutter. So there's a lot of things in this article that I really liked. Um, screen fatigue. Um, parts of the allure of having a magazine or print material is that it cuts through the clutter. There you go. So there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, apologize for going so fast, but the style consultant makes me go to only 10 minutes. Have a great day. Go down to the WDMA.org and there's a link up in the upper, um, the upper, I don't know where it is. Oh, up there. <laughs> I have to point the opposite way for it to work. When you get to the site and you can get all the details, the Zoom links and all that stuff. And we're going to try, we always have trouble with people getting to the link. So we'll try and put one out the day of, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Okay, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. Got it? And I think we moved it to 2 p.m. so that the style consultant could be more involved. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.